<clears throat> good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. We've had a couple of snow days here. So we had a extended weekend and it's nice. Not bad. Leo, my now 16-year-old as of yesterday, got a snow day on his birthday. Congratulations, Leo. Pretty legit, right? Like that ain't but, bad. So the, the, the question is, do they still have snow days or do they just go Zoom? What's the story? Snow days. So we have, we, we go actual snow days now. So school is canceled. We had a snow day yesterday, a two hour delay today. So we are back to like, when there is snow, we bail on school. We don't go virtual. Interesting. So yeah. we, we've had a ton of snow. It's, we had, uh, it's like 20 degrees outside. So now it's basically just sheer yeah. ice. Yeah. Uh, but they never, they never uh, delay the, the schools. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. just get out early in the morning and throw some salt on and be like, fuck yeah. you guys, like you're going to school. So that is, so that's the, as you work your way down the East Coast, right? Like we are, we are panic if it seems like weather is going to be happening during the morning. That's what, that's what the panic is related to. Oh, okay. If it's the night before and it's not quite clear what the next morning is going to look like, but it seems likely, like we'll get a two hour delay, we'll get a snow day, we bail. If you go a little bit further. I went to undergrad in Richmond and when it snows in Richmond, the whole city just turns into Lord of the flies. Like, it's just like, at that point, it's pure chaos. Like everyone for themselves, school's canceled for a month. Like (laughs) no one's graduating, like everything's over. So it's just like, we're, we're in that, like that border where it's still like, we're okay with snow, but we're still like weirdly trepidatious about it. And we're not, we're not Boston. Like I'm trying to like, Jack is now going to school up there. He's understanding firsthand now. Like, no, 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 no. Like, it's not like it's 20 degrees and no one goes outside. Like it's 20 degrees and life goes on. Like only when it's negative seven wind chill. And then we can talk about like, you know, maybe like putting on a hat, but generally, yeah. Put your long pants on. Yeah. A whole different, exactly. I literally have to, I I mean, I have to really urge James. Yeah. You put pants on. Like he He's will go age. out in shorts yeah. and be like, Dad, I'm fine. Totally. There's. I just saw a great TikTok about this of like like a 30-year-old guy, uh, you know, he was like your average fifth grader at, you know, waiting for the bus and like kept saying over and over again, I'm glad it's not cold out. I'm glad it's not cold. It's like freezing. Like it's like the whole concept of it was like freezing cold and it's somebody waiting for the bus. And that's how like kids are wired. Like they're allergic to jackets. They're allergic to, they're allergic to long pants. Jeans are like, torture like jeans might as well be made of like needles and fiberglass and like like insulation. just unbelievable collapsing on like, you yeah these pants are so painful these jeans like who can live like this like it's like you would kill to be in jeans when you were my when i was a kid when i was a kid like jeans were like the like you were like hoping to achieve a, a state of jeans and now it's like no 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 you put jeans on you might as well be just like scrubbing your legs with like you know a brillo pad or something it's like the most painful thing imaginable this is there's too much comfortable clothes. <laughs> this, is, this is the hill I'm gonna die on. Like you wear your PJs to school. Like are we still that like where are we with your you wear PJs to school? Oh yeah, Jesus Christ. Oh, wow. Yeah, that is definitely a thing, man. That is like pajama pants to school, Uggs, like oh. heaven forbid you you like And a like Stanley even, Cup. <laughs> oh my god. So Nina got a Stanley Cup for Christmas, she's in heaven. Um but like it is, it's either like with shoes, it's either Uggs 
and Crocs or like super expensive, like basketball yeah. sneakers. Like there's nothing in between. There's no acceptable middle. $400 Jordans and $10. Or, yeah. Something I got from TJ Maxx. Yeah. Something you get a 3d printed at home. Like hundred percent. Like, 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 at, like the, 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 the worst slides imaginable, the most, like the craziest slides you can see. <laughs> like, yeah. It went up. It went up, of course. Like, there's, there's, there's no, like, yes, wardrobe in no way reacts to environment. Like, in, in, in like, like weather environment. Wardrobe only reacts to social environment, which is school. Like, I'm going to school, like, we're wearing, you know, you, they all have the same haircut. I go in and like, I, like my wife works at the high school. I've gone in a couple of times to see her. I've mistaken seven boys for Leo walking by based on haircuts alone. Like, oh, there's Leo. It's like, nope. Like, there's Leo. Nope. Like, there's Leo. Nope. All these kids, the same haircut. Like, just kind of, you know, with their giant hair, like, floofing by. Yeah. You know, they're great. Oh, my God. I can't. I, like, I judge out of love and I judge out of knowing myself that I was in the 90s, a fucking train wreck. Like I was tragic. Like had, what does that mean? Like you, I was like trying so hard to be cool. Oh, okay. I was trying so effing hard to be cool. I had lines shaved in the side of my head. I had a dangling lightning bolt ear wow. ring for a while. Wow. I had full kid in play, like a racer head, like shaved in the sides and like a squared off thing on top. I wore like a Z Cavarici suit at one point with like the puffy MC hammer pants. Like, you know, I, mean, I, just, I, I don't I see you say that's trying too hard and trying to be too cool. Yeah. I just like, I, I miss those days where you just <laughs> went Cause here's the irony, right? We now live in a generation where apparently everybody is supposed to be, you know, included. There's a massive amount of inclusivity. But the thing is, there's like a whole lot of homogeneity. Homoge oh. homogeneity. What's the what's the right way to homogeneity. say that? Right? Homogeneity. Everybody starts looking exactly the same. Whereas, you know, when when we went out, we dressed up. You know, I was part of the kind of the that British New Romantic era where it was Duran Duran and mm. and Spandau Ballet, and there were you know some sometimes when the, the summer was good, or well, the weather was good, it was wham. It was kind of like yeah, yeah, crazy and and fun, and you could, you Poppy, could pick, yeah, yeah, and you you could kind of pick your identity for the day, yeah, and yeah. then the next day you'd be like, nah, I think I'm going to be David Bowie today, and you do something completely different, and then yeah, you'd yeah, be like, yeah. nah, this feels like a punk week, and you'd go down yeah, that yeah, yeah. yeah. Whereas that doesn't seem to be that cool anymore. Like if you showed up at school dressed like a punk, people would be like, you're trying too hard, which yeah, is so well, weird because yeah. aren't there's we supposed to be more inviting yeah. of that? I don't know. I, I agree with you. I feel like I feel like I was taking big swings back then. Now they weren't all landing, but I was at least like inclined to take big swings to like stand out, generate some attention. Like, you know, I was that guy. I wanted I wanted the attention. I wanted that kind of focus. There is a it doesn't help that like I mean, and I'm sure it's related that like beige and taupe and all these like kind of neutral colors are the duraguer now. Like everybody's wearing like kind of like, you know single color, you know, crew neck sweatshirts that have nothing on them. And there's a very, there's a blandness that is very fashionable right Says now. The two white guys with black t-shirts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that is, so, okay. But that brings up another interesting topic. 
All right. I, I want to talk to you about this. Okay. There this is, is a, part of the show. This is, yeah, this is I'm glad we got here. Like we found the show finally. Here's we put in the show notes that everybody can just like skip forward to eight minutes. Like exactly, exactly. This is, so, yeah. this is something I've wrestled with in in having a job in creative services and working in creative environments where you know, like, like you have a job. <laughs> kind of. I used to. I used to have a job. I still talk about it all the time. I used to have this job, and I never stopped talking about it. But um, this one time, yeah, this one time when I had a job, oh, it's the best. Um, but and not to not for nothing to put a, another like little pin in a future topic. I want to hear how your new job is going. Like I'm desperate oh, to hear. Well, about yeah, that's oh, I'm, I'm, I'm so curious, and I'd love to hear all about it because like I have so much envy of like new job smell. Like you get to go into like a new job, and there's like, ooh, look at all these. Oh, is, that, is that a four hundred one k? Totally, it's like oh, lovely. <laughs> Did you just put that in the oven? Now these Dropbox folders, those are so crisp and clean. Like I just, I love the idea of like the first day of school of a new job. Like oh, yeah. I love that. Well, I, mean, I, got so a, I got a, I got a new, I got a new book. You know, of it's, course you do. Uh, yeah, I got, a, I got new words and I got a new pen. It's oh, good. The best. Like what a fresh slate. I love it. Um, but yeah, so one thing that I've wrestled with in my now middle age is, you know, having some amount of like independent identity and how I present myself and also like stop looking like a goddamn clown. Like there's like a fine line between like, you know, having your own identity and not being too conformist and trying to like kind of do your thing. And that's one too many weird things you're wearing. Like you're wearing one too many weird things because that's a little kooky. So like, isn't that what we're talking about? Because that's the, unless you're on the fringe, you're not going to be, doing anything interesting or of value or noticeable yeah. or remarkable. Let's just say, let's use the word remarkable. So like, hey, like you walk in a room and somebody's like, oh, you look cool today, right? Okay. So that, that's like the, the, that's the bar that we're putting in this conversation. It's like right. you walk into a room or you get on a Zoom and somebody says, hey, you look cool. Yeah. They actually notice. They remark right. on you looking not like a beige wall. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. If they don't notice then you've gone too close to the center. You've got mm-hmm. to kind of go to the extremes. Yes. So, so we know somebody like James White, right? So illustrator, mm-hmm. artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. James He's White. James White is a vibe in the world. He's like, a, yeah, he is a... He, he, he picked a thing and he said, I'm going to put like the equivalent of, you know, bedazzling, but it's like like little, right. little um, what are those things called? Those little studs on my really? denim jacket. Yep. And I'm going to put my hair up like, you know, I was born in 1963 or something. Oh, and I, greaser, I, just, like, I literally just walked off the set of The Outsiders. Yep. Yep. Like 100%. Yeah. And, and I, I probably put some kind of product in my hair, but I'm not quite sure like, whether it's greasy or something else. And like, you don't really know. Right. And I'm never going to photograph myself just doing ordinary things. It's always going to be right. like with an Elvis skull, a right, right. lip going thing. There's going to be chains. There's going to be. But then. What's really weird about that, that's kind of got a 60s vibe. He then incorporates all the neon of the 80s. Right, right, right. And it's so working. you're like, oh, this is weird. This is cool. Mm-hmm. I, I have no idea where to put this guy. Yes. But I know from the moment that I lay eyes on him, this is going to be an interesting conversation. 100%. 100%. Okay. So, so we leave that for a second. Okay. No, 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 totally. Yeah. Yeah. Then there's what I've unfortunately fallen into the trap to because I used to be the guy who was like, everybody would say like, Oh, you got, 
you got such weird hair, you got cool stuff. You're like, yeah. I mean, I would wear a suit to work just because nobody was wearing a suit. Everybody's wearing hoodies. Right. I was like, right. I'm gonna go and get like a tweed suit. Right. Not just a suit suit, like right, right, right. some right. weird, crazy ass suit. And I come to work in that. Right. Yeah. A Victorian I don't do that anymore. Nobody's that, you know, this is my office. Nobody's here. It's just me. Yep. So I just default to wearing like a black t-shirt most days mm. or a white t-shirt. Yeah. I am boring as fuck now, right? <laughs> right, right, right. Nobody right. notices. Nobody's like, oh, that guy. That guy yeah. knows what he's doing. Yeah. So, so I think that there's like something to be said for identifying as something yeah whether you made it up or whether you borrowed it or whether you resurrected it yep you've got to have a personality like even this thing called you can't lose the logo that you created for that mm. that's got personality you you right. didn't choose helvetica you chose another font you chose right. a really weird i think you probably used ai or some kind of generative tool to create some interesting background and it stands out. You're like, oh, that doesn't look like the boring bullshit on every other Spotify or Apple right. channel. Right. So, right, right. so there, there you are. Like you, you do want to stand out. You do want to be remarked yep. about. Hundred percent. I think that. So the James White thing I love because when I think about James White, the first thing I think about is like, what does that dude wear to the beach? Like, uh. you know what I mean? Like. There's like, like, I get it. I, I think like in, in, it's very easy to imagine him in a gallery. It's very easy to imagine him, you know, in a meeting. It's very easy to imagine him in that vibe in certain environments. But then that vibe has to like translate into like going to the gym and he's got to like George. do that. And like, yeah, and wear like, what is the shorts and sneakers of that outfit? Look, I love thinking about that kind of stuff. Cause like, yeah. it is like a, it, cause I'm sure there is something. It's very, it's, it's so who he is. Maybe he just doesn't do that. We got to get him on. We got to get him on the show. And we're like, hey, listen, we got some, what do you wear yeah. to the gym? We, can we touch your hair? Yeah, I want to know if it's hard or if it's soft. I want to know. I can't tell from here if it's hard or soft. It looks like a hologram, but I want to know. Like, is it a hard thing or is it a soft thing? Like, is there give? Like, I want to know. Yeah, can we touch your hair? That's the name of the, name of the podcast. Can we touch your hair? Can I hold your baby? Can I touch your hair? That's the other thing I would. Can I hold your baby? Hold your baby. Um, but yeah, I, I realized like, because I interacted with so many people in my day-to-day -day life who didn't work, had no exposure to creative services. They looked at me and they were like, what the hell do you do? Like, I remember vividly like coaching T-Ball and one of the dads being like, what do you do for a living? Like looking at me, like he's wearing like, you know, work boots and, you know, the jeans he wore on the job site. Like he was like a blue collar dad. And he's like, what the fuck do you do for a living? Like you dress like, you dress like a, like, you know one of the kids from the breakfast club and you're an, you're an yeah, adult. That yeah. happened to me. I went, this it happened to me this Halloween. Yeah. I went to a big, big local neighborhood Halloween party that was being yeah. held for everybody. So it was kids and adults. Yeah. And I went as like one of those sixties greases. I did oh. the whole thing. I did, you know, I had the, the, the black leather jacket, you know, the whole vibe, like everything, everything. Dude. Wait, I, know, I think I know where this is going, but I'm... I got I'm fake so tattoos. I got everything. Like neck tattoos and a whole bunch of cool stuff. Okay. And, I write, and I'm like... what? Are, I, I said something to the one guy about his costume, and he's like, yeah, I noticed you didn't bother dressing up. Oh, okay. good. exactly what I was hoping you were going to say. I was <laughs> like, so what do you mean? He goes, did you just come straight from work? And I go, uh, <laughs> I yeah, I guess I did. 
I love that. I love that they looked at you and they were like, you decided not to dress up. Like you just wore what you normally wear. It's so good. No, I totally get that. That That is, because yeah. you know, I, I, I don't know. I'm going to see if I can grab them. So there's a visual yeah, aid that are in. So one of my decorative elements in my office now are is my retired wristbands. Oh, okay. Wait, you used to wear those? I used to wear a wristband every day. Like this. Wow. That is a look. That's a look. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to wear, I was like, Happy Cog in particular. I was like the wristband guy. I wore a wristband for like three or four years all the time. Just like what I did. But then like. Because that all, you see, in my mind, that invokes an image of a male, uh, what do they call that stuff? Like the, what those exercise, like the exercise guys, but it was like aerobics. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like uh, yeah. like jazzercise. Jazzercise. That kind of when I see that, I'm like, oh, jazzercise. You do jazzercise. The funny thing is, now that I've retired the wristbands, I actually wear a couple to the gym now to use as wristbands to wipe my forehead, like they were intended for. Like wow. that's actually what they're designed for, and I use them for their, their them now. But like, but yeah. So like, what I, okay, I can't. Really now we find. Okay, this is it. So this is the moment at which mm. we suddenly realize the the light bulb goes on. There is going to be a you can't lose store. Oh, okay. All right. And the merch you can get from the store is <clears throat> some some questionable wristbands, some questionable hair product, <laughs> right? Uh huh. Uh-huh. Um, and maybe some autographed James White's paraphernalia. That's right. And then oddly, oddly, a weird amount of James White stuff. Like yeah. no explanation. Like what? What is like? Like in Congress? We actually have to do a whole episode with him because I've got so much James White stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that I, found I mean, its way into my life because he was like part of the scenery for a while, and and just totally. yeah. Everybody, I've always been aware of him through Twitter and things like that. But then, like everybody I know that happened to be at a conference with him and meet him, I remember Katie High, who was a project manager that worked at Happy Cog, who went to like some South Carolina conference that he was at and she was at or whatever came back. She's like, James White is the coolest person on the planet. Like everybody that ever meets him is like, I'm on board. Like, I don't know anything about this guy before I met him, but I met him and he's like evidently like a really nice person and really oh, good cool. guy. Like that doesn't he's hurt. Yeah. Yeah. I do think that like one other, so I guess like what I'm talking about is it's good to kind of calibrate your brand dial. Like, what is your brand? And it's good to, like, just be mindful about, like, how you want to calibrate that. I think if it's too low, you run the risk of being generic. You you know, you wind up being like a taupe T-shirt wearing schlub or whatever. You can can dial it up to 11 and be James White. I worked with Dan Maul for the longest time. Like, Dan Maul was, like, mostly hair and scarves when he would, like, show up for, like, a call. Yeah. And that was part of it. Like, and, and he did it intentionally to his credit. Like he was one of the first people I knew that like invested in getting like a outside HD camera when everybody was going on to zoom, he was in high res and people were like, how fast is your internet speed? He's like, it's not the internet. I just use my, I use a DSR camera and I use that. I one, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Smart. So like that was part of his brand though. Like it made an impression on people in a zoom call that, he looked like he was rendered by Pixar and they all were like choppy and grainy and bloopy Mm -hmm. and he looked very technically savvy. Like that's, that was very intentional. And then similarly, Mm -hmm. like one thing that I've kind of, I don't even know when I arrived at it, but like 
I sign all of my emails more soon, exclamation point. Like more that soon. Is my sign up. More soon, exclamation point. Every time, like unless it's like really tragic news, then I have to be mindful that I have to edit that. I don't, that's why it's not like a part of the built-in signature because God forbid, like it just wound up in the wrong email. But every time I actively, I write Love, out- like, lights, laughter. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to like, but that is like, it is helpful to have like a, a, an identity and a brand and some yeah. kind of like assumed, some kind of presumed like vibe that you inhabit. You know, I. So why is that relevant to salespeople? I'll tell you why. Yeah. Because you are swimming in an ocean of rejection every day mm -hmm. and anything you can do to be remarkable yeah. is important, right? So again, it doesn't have to be at 11. Yeah. But there has to be something remarkable. 100%. It could be your personality, could be the way you dress, yeah. could be how you sign off your emails. Yeah, yeah. Could be all of those things. Yeah. But some attention has to be given to this stuff because it is, whether you like it or not, whether you think that personal branding isn't is an important thing or not, it is kind of a thing. You know, people remember, oh yeah, that person who wore that thing every single day for their entire life has an identity has like yeah. a memorable hundred percent. Yeah. And it let's is. be honest, I, as much as I would like to wear a different thing every day, the brutal truth is I wear the same 30 or 20 items in my closet every single week. Mm -hmm. And all the really interesting stuff that I think is going to make me stand out. I never wear. Yeah. So like just pick a thing and be like, this is my stuff. Yeah. And that's what you wear every day. Yeah. hundred percent. I, I think that the reason it matters to salespeople to your point, because you swim in an ocean of rejection is if you can like how few moves does it take somebody mentally to go from zero to connecting with who you are? Like yeah. if you can make that the fewest moves possible, like if you can reduce the number of moves where they're like, Oh, like Joe, like, I, I I know these three things about Joe. I am immediately able to place Joe. I like very quickly when I'm reminded of him, I go from not thinking about him to like reminded that I think this about him or I like this. Well, about what do you, him. what do you think your thing is that people remember about you? I think that I like, I would say that like, I bring a lot of like exclamation points to the table. That's like sense of humor. I, that's, yeah. I would have said that the thing that, is memorable about Joe is that he has a sense of humor and a, a kind of a levity to all the conversations, yeah, which yeah. make them much more approachable. Like, so even if you're discussing something really technical and you yeah, need yeah. to be serious about it and you got to really be focusing, it's playful. It has this kind of like charge to it, which feels like you don't have to be in a pinstripe suit, right? And then, and then as a result, like a lot of the things that I do, you know, and because they naturally are the things I do, reinforce that. Right. So more soon signing off with an exclamation point is very in line with that, you know, wearing graphic T-shirts that have kind of a punchy color thing or some kind of evocative, you know, second level thing that plays into that, you know, yeah. back in the day wearing a wristband or whatever, just being playful like that played into that. So I think like generally it's not hard for me to like build those elements around my identity because that's naturally who I am. Now, that said, like there is a world where. I am actively branding my way out of like being a 
an appropriate person to be like a corporate attorney, you know, or like there's like certain things that I have like settled into my groove and vibe, but I would be at a disadvantage in certain well, I don't ways. know. So that's interesting. So I'm was at the pool last year. We have a kind of a local social health club thing around the corner here. And this couple was in the pool and they looked completely different to everybody else. So if, if you can imagine, I live in the most boring white bread suburb in the universe, mm. right? This is, it is just New England at its finest. <laughs> right? As, as the Patriots intended. That's right. Yes. All made arrived and said, yeah. it shall all be white <laughs> everywhere and nobody should look anything except like sliced bread. This is the neighborhood I live in. <clears throat> much to my own chagrin. Anyway, I went to the pool and there was a couple sitting on the steps. They had three young kids that were kind of in the kiddie pool section and they were from the neck down tattooed, mm. which mm. is in my neighborhood a surprise. Okay. Right? People have tattoos, but they are not like Brooklyn, like yeah. LA vibe. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. I immediately went over to them and I said, you know, guys aren't from around here, are you? <laughs> <laughs> and of course they weren't they were the 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 wife was a uh she's a costume designer for film oh cool and had grown up in brooklyn okay. and had spent some time out in la and he was a creative director for an agency oh wow and i was like you you guys moved here for the schools right and they're like yeah we came yeah. here for the schools right. and i was like but you didn't come here for the nightlife because because there is that. <laughs> and immediately we became fast friends because, you yeah. know, like suddenly there were, these are my people. So these are the people right, I right. recognize. Like, yeah, when, I like, see, yeah. when I see weirdos, I'm like immediately, I just go yeah. over to them. And yeah. what, and the, uh, the reverse is true as well. When I see a guy wearing chinos and a Patagonia vest, I'm like, that's not my guy. Like I, yeah, I'm yeah. probably not going to be friends with that person. Yeah. 100%. Not because of their fashion choices, but because they are deliberately signaling to the rest of the world that they yeah. want to talk about finance or insurance. And right. I don't want to talk about that. Right. Yeah. Their first question is going to be, what do you do? Right. That's never my first question. I don't care about what mm. you do. Yeah. I'm more interested in who you are and, you know, how weird you are and like what right. kind of crazy shit you're getting up to. You're not treating the, the community pool like an aquatic LinkedIn. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, I think there's, yeah, there's something to be said for that. But anyway, my point is, when you do stand out like that, you do have an immediate and a really, really valuable opportunity to find your tribe, right? Yeah, so yeah, you yeah. Are, if you are trying to signal to the rest of the world that this is, I'm an interesting person in this area, in this particular thing, or I'm not, like, yep. I don't want to talk about interesting things. I want to talk about finance. Yeah. Then maybe that's your signal and that's a program. Hey, good for you. That's great. Yeah. That's what you want to talk about. But you need some kind of, I mean, we're all wearing plumage. We're, we we think we're like advanced, civilized. Yeah, 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 totally. But we're not. We're like, yeah. you know, we're just birds. But yeah. you know, birds of a feather, if you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that, but to your point, like coming back to the whole like junior high of it all, and and what we see now, like a lot of what Leo and his contemporaries are doing is signaling to each other, like we're a part of this consistent middle kind of right. Like the plumage is like very in line with everybody else's to signal to people like I'm aiming towards the middle of whatever this thing is. Like I'm aiming at being at the middle of the target. I wonder if 
I mean, I'm, I'm sure, you know, over time studies will show that there are like deep sociological and economic and political, you know, themes and forces that influence fashion and things like that, for sure. I wonder, though, too, if at the same time, like they are growing up in a very unique time when a lot of identity is self-defined and fluid and flexible and malleable. Uh, uh, they're not using it the way that I thought it would happen. So I was like super excited because <clears throat> my 21 year old mm. has grown up in this era. Right. And he he was the kind of kid who at the age of four wanted to look like the most amazing kid in the class. Like he would wear a tuxedo to school. He had a, <laughs> he had a red suit. He was like, and he was always the best dressed kid. And then he got to middle school and everybody was wearing Red Sox caps and Bruins t-shirts. And right, he right, was right. like, oh yeah, I guess I'll just wear like, you know, my Hurley sweatshirt, sweatshirt or like, right. you know, my Under Armour baggy pants. Right. Yep, yep, and yep. I was like, dude, you, you don't have to do that. Like just because everybody else is doing that, you don't yeah. have to do that. Yeah. And he has now continued to become more and more expressive about his look. Okay. I love about him. Like, I mean, you yeah. follow us on, on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, totally. He looks like, you know, Jim Morrison meets a young Jimmy Page. Page. And, and by the way, like that'll as soon as I saw him, I was like, Oh, it's yeah. He's like a totally Timothy Chalamet kind of dude. Yeah. I mean, we were, we were stopped in Heathrow airport for so a young group, a girl, group of young girls stopped him to ask, take a picture. Cause they thought he was Timothy Chalamet. So good. Oh my God. That's so good. <clears throat> but the, the nice thing about this is that he changes his look from time to time. Right. So he'll, yeah. that hair, that long hair that he's got, oh, yeah. you know, Jimmy Page hair, he's had that shaved and he's like bleached okay. pink and bleached white. Yeah. And he's had, you know, and he's always got different, weird, interesting tattoos going on. I love that about him. I love that he's like truly experimenting. He's right. not just like, okay, this is my thing and then I'm yeah. done. But he's actually jumping around. I'm like, I don't know. I Maybe this is cool. Maybe that's cool. I don't know. I'm going to just try it out. Yeah. I, I, I wish I was as bold and brave as him. Yeah. And yet, in many ways, he's he is quite a shy guy. He's not like, he's not an extrovert right. in, in the typical way. But he just loves the idea of being able to express himself. And I yeah. I, I wish there were more kids that would be like, yeah, I'm going to go out and, and do that and be yeah. expressive. Yeah, I think I, I think that there is like what I see it that. Yeah, with with his contemporaries, with my son, who's 16 in that kind of high school vibe. I think there are kids who like are really, really, really uniquely identifying themselves as something really, really unique. And I think that like because so much more is on the table now and you can go so far afield and you can like really, mm -hmm. really flex well outside of like what is considered the day-to-day -day contemporary. I think that the pendulum swings all yeah. the way backward. And there is like this like neutral middle that's anesthetic now too. Like I, I, I think there's like a- The a normal stuff. Yeah. That's like stick associated. It's funny because it also, it's what we're talking about is quite an American thing mm. or North American thing. Um like when I first moved here, the way I dressed, people just assumed that, you know, I was weird. Like I was like, they were like, your clothes fit. Why do your clothes fit? Right. They're not super baggy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Your shirt's really like, it actually fits on your body and your yeah. pants actually fit on your, <laughs> <laughs> and your shoes are like interesting. They're not just sneakers. Right, right, right. I mean, I remember one guy came up to me and said, 
something about made an inference that I was gay. And I was mm. like, oh, interesting. Why do you think that? Mm. And he was like, well, the way you dress. I was okay. like, oh, so only gay people are allowed to like dress well. And he's like, yeah. well, they just take more care. I'm like, right. I mean, apart <laughs> from that being a completely bigoted thing to say, yeah, such a weird thing to think yeah. about. It's like yeah. that certain groups of people have some kind of authority to do certain things, whereas yeah. other groups are not allowed to do that. Yeah. Like, you know, if you're a, an Oakley glasses truck driving guy, then you have to be a Republican. Right. Like that's the assumption yeah. in this country is like your outfit is who yeah. you represent yeah, yeah, yeah. at the highest level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so weird. Whereas yeah. like you could never identify, you know, anybody on the political spectrum in Spain or France or whatever. You would mm. be very difficult to be like, well, I guess that might be the case. But like, I don't know. Huh. I, I mean, I'm, as someone who has lamely, I've only, I've never even been to Europe. I've only ever like traveled outside the U.S. very sparingly. Where we do the next show from? Oh my God! Holy crap! Gwen would be so pissed if we went to Europe without her. That's and that would be the only she fun way to do. It. It'd be hilarious. I mean, cool, cool vacations coming up. Let's just go and do the show. True. True. God. All right. So real quick, I know we have about 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. I want to hear everything about your new job. I want to hear how it's going. I want to hear how you're feeling. I want to hear how you know, like, like what are the? I'm sure it's all great. And I'm, but yeah. I'm just, you know, just generally curious about how it's going because I'm partly very envious that you get to have a new job because it sounds like fun. <laughs> it is a lot of fun. I mean, there's so many things. There's a little bit of, bit of context here for anybody who actually yes. has lasted this long on the corner call. Is that I didn't work for a while when Christy died. I did advising. I did a little bit of consulting, but mostly I tried to not work. And uh, it was a very intentional way of being because. When you distract yourself with work, you can suppress a lot of the things that need to happen during that kind of grieving healing stage. And the, the problem with that stuff is that it's a little like an anesthetic mm. because it doesn't mean there isn't pain. It just means right, right. you're right. not feeling it. Right, right, right. Yep. Right. And, yep. and the hurt happens. Yeah. It's still hurting yep. going on. Yeah. So I... I took the advice of some really, really brilliant people and some lovely people who had been through some shit stuff before and said, hey, just try not to do too much. Mm. So I did enough to keep the lights on. I did enough mm. to make sure I didn't dip too deeply into savings. Mm. And and I actually am, because I'm like you, I've been self-employed some parts of my life. I'm also of the mindset that maybe I'm not employable, right? There's like right, a right. part of me that's always like... Sure. Not quite an imposter syndrome, but it's like, well, maybe you're, you know, you're a 53 year old man and you're white and you're, you know, it's, 100%. maybe people don't need you. <laughs> maybe you're best at home. You might be better off at home alone. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, I done a bunch of advising for this company, Knapsack, and mm -hmm. we had got to know each other and we had got to really enjoy working with each other. And that was a lovely on-ramp into what became this full-time role. Mm. Um, there were some other conversations. I'd been talking to Figma. I'd been talking to a couple of other companies about some okay. full-time work. But the Knapsack were really, really quick to make the decision. Uh, mm. Chris Troll, who is the, the CEO, was like, listen, we made the decision. Mm. We want to have you on team. We'll get you something by the end of the day kind of thing. That was like mm. one of those really encouraging conversation mm -hmm. which is exactly the opposite of some of the other conversations which were 
taking mm-hmm. months to evolve. Mm-hmm. Again, maybe because I'm a middle-aged white guy. But, but maybe because of organizational cruft and that's the kind of company you'd be yeah. working for if you wound up working someplace that had that yeah, kind yeah, of... Exactly. Yeah. 100%. That, yeah. That's the reality of it. You know? yeah. um, and so I, uh, I started last week and it's so much fun because I get to do the thing that I'm really, really in love with, which is mm-hmm. I get to call people who are my peers or they look a little bit like me in the sense that we do similar things. Mm-hmm. So we're design and, and product leaders. So my, my title is VP of design leadership, mm-hmm. which means I can reach out to design leaders and say, hey, let's talk about design leadership. What does that look like? Uh, how we're assembling teams, how we are maintaining velocity, how are we bringing new products or, or platforms into the conversation that will help us do the things. How are we not doing that? How are we getting rid of stuff? How are we making things simpler? How are we um, processing the workflow? Mm-hmm. And so probably, I want to say between five and 10 times a day, I'm talking to people mm-hmm. who are doing cool stuff. And I mean, mm-hmm. really, really cool stuff. These are people mm-hmm. who run design product engineering for the Fortune 500 and, and right. beyond. Yep. And so I'm getting to hear, like, what are their secrets? What are they doing? What are they scared scared of? Mm-hmm. And there's themes there, right? So not that anybody cares about leaders, but it's lonely at the top. Yeah, 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 yeah. And why should you care about that? Because lonely people need to find ways to deal with their mental health issues, which are loneliness mm-hmm. is, a, is a problem. It's like a significant, mm-hmm. you know, it's not a disease, but it feels like that. It feels like you're overwhelmed by something. Mm-hmm. So... We need to find a way to give these people a voice to bring them together. So we're, we're putting to, we've got a bunch of events. We've got like five events set up for the next several months. Mm-hmm. Kind of old, you know, good old owner camp day stuff, like mm-hmm. bring a bunch of people together. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So the old playbook is out. I get to <laughs> talk to people directly. I get to bring them together. I get to write about those conversations and publish that stuff in various forms. I get to fiddle with new technology. I get to, mm. you know, I've just built. Um, a bunch of GPTs to help us with some some of the ways that we're going to work. Very so, yeah, cool. I'm kind of a kid in a in a bit of a toy store environment right now. That's yeah. awesome. And they and they pay me for some. You know, yeah. it's crazy. Like, don't like maybe we shouldn't be talking about it because I don't want to like you know screw it <laughs> up. The real drinks it. And believe it. She'll keep some of this on the DL. Now that's awesome. I I, I do think like. You know, just from a, a, a similar perspective of working independently for a long time and being autonomous and working from home and working remotely and all those things that I've been dealing with, you know, in the past like six years, like there is a part I totally identify with the part of you that is a part of me that feels like, like, I feel like I'm unemployable. Like, I feel like I've like evolved mm-hmm. into such an idiosyncratic point of my life. Like, I don't know where I fit in in an org chart. I don't know where I like, you know, what role makes the most sense for me, that kind of thing. At the same time though, and I think similarly, like having had it good, having, like, I think there is a, you and I are both fortunate that we've been spoiled kind of having worked someplace that was really great. Having, you know, you having run fresh tilled soil, me having worked at Happy Cog, like having had this experience that like, not a lot of people are fortunate enough to have, which is like, it's a privilege to work where I work. Like that is a very singular feeling that you can have rattling around in your head. And then as a result, like 
when you go through the rest of your career and you imagine like trying on different hats or you imagine like, you know, experimenting with different environments is, you know, you get kind of stingy and, and your standards are really high and it's hard to yeah. like, you know, and I, and I, I will so, say so that's a little bit like the conversation we're having about dressing and, and the way that you hmm. present yourself is that I think in a, especially in this country, more than not only in this country, but especially it's, it's, there's this idea of specialization and you should be doing one thing and doing it really well. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. Focus, focus, focus. Yeah. 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 And I'm not that guy. I'm just, I'm, I am a polymath. I, yeah. I write, I do art, I make stuff. I, you know, I'm interested in lots of different things. And, yeah. and I used to apologize for that. I used to make out as if this was like a, a you know, a serious problem. Right. right. That, oh, you know, listen, I'm, I'm X, Y, Z, yeah. you know, try and ignore that. I'll, you know, I'll do the job anyway. Right, right. But what I've realized as I get older is, Hey, I just don't give a fuck anymore because I, I, you know, I'm old and I, and I need to be myself. Right. I need to be authentically me, but more importantly, it's my general interest in a lot of things that makes me very yeah. useful. Like yeah. I'm the Kurt Russell of, of this industry in the sense that, I've done so many different things. I've played mm -hmm. so many different parts, but I've also been behind the camera. Mm -hmm. I know what it looks like to cater and organize, you know, like a big mm -hmm. thing. Like I've worn all the hats. Yep. I've literally worn every single hat in an organization. Yep. Right from the beginning, you know, when when you have a shit service job and you wait tables or work the bar or whatever, and you just kind of work your way up. Mm -hmm. And and the reason why I think that's important is because I have significant level of of empathy and understanding. Mm -hmm in mm -hmm. every circumstance. So if I'm on a phone call like I was yesterday to a junior salesperson, I just, my body just goes straight into that mode. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm that junior salesperson mentality again. I know what it feels like. Yeah. We're, we're talking that game. Yeah, I'm not talking about, you know, the MLB and they're talking about like junior something. Right. right. Like it, we're on the same page and I can yeah. get there really quickly. And that empathy is important. So, so from a, you know, getting back to the, the dress, how you show up in the world is my brand is I am this collection of things. I'm this polymath of things. And that's what makes me attractive. And so if you employ me, you're going to get the guy who also has a side hustle and right. is writing a book and has a podcast and does art and stuff like that, because that's what makes me interesting. That's right. why people bother to, you know, say, Oh, Richard, you're yeah. not just, you're not just interesting because you have an accent. You have all these other things going on. <laughs> and they actually talk to me. And, though, and and I think that's something, A, that you and I share and we should mm -hmm. lean into. Mm -hmm. But I think, B, this is what the world needs right now because an over-specialized individual is a dangerous thing in an evolution, right? So if yeah. you are going through massive changes, which we are, yep, we're okay. changing significantly, yep. and those environmental pressures are different, yep. then your ability to adapt yep. is a function of your ability to understand and have empathy and compassion yeah. for the other things that are going on 100%. and then align yourself with that and be like, Oh, you know what? I can do that as well. Yeah. Or I can mold myself to understand those things yep. Yep. versus, Oh shit, this is what I went to school for. This is what I identify as this is what my title is. Yep. I can't do anything else. And yep. when, and you see you, you and I know those people oh, when, yeah. the, when the tide turns, they're like, I'm, I'm unemployed for the rest of my life because I don't I'm, know what to do. 100%. And they go, like, well, I got to go back to school and spend another yep. hundred thousand dollars on a degree. I'm like, no, you don't. Yep. 
No, there, there's there's um, uh, an engineer, a developer named Jamie Kasoy, who I know from Super Friendly. Um, and he has this great analogy that he uses. I use this all the time. And I, I, use, I use it often for like project work to talk about how, um, you know, how a project kind of gains clarity over time. So get, Jamie would say like, you know, a project starts when it's like moldable clay and then eventually it kind of firms up in the glass. You can yeah. make lots of changes with clay and it's fine. And you'll just rework things and read and change things. And it's great. But once you get to a rigidity of glass, it's going to break. Like when you, and, and totally in, in project work, in, in design, you can make a lot of big swings and changes early in the project. But as things gain fidelity and reach the finish line, if you come in and swoop and poop and bring in this giant change right at the 11th hour, yeah. like, you know, it's, it's a lot of ramifications, right? And that same thing, that same metaphor applies to the way people approach their, their careers in a lot of cases, right? Like I want to build this rigidity around where I'm suitable, what I can do, the, the box that I fit in. And then when that gets broken, like it breaks, it shatters the glass. Whereas like, yeah, yeah, if you stay, if you stay flexible, if you stay malleable, if you have lots of interest, if you're exposed to lots of things, then you are able to be very flexible and you are able to change at the same time, somebody like that, you know, not to defend the corporate overlords or, you know, the, the org chart, you know, whatever, like uh, fetishists, but like generally somebody like that can be a bad fit in a very rigid environment. Like if you work in a very rigid environment and you have somebody that's like very flexible and ambitious and has lots of ideas, like they're a pain in the ass because well, like, I think it also depends on where and, and so context is everything. Yeah. This conversation doesn't exist without context. Yeah. Are you in an organization where that's valuable? Exactly. Knapsack is a early stage company, you know, a few years in yep. that's delivering design system platforms to enterprise customers. There's a lot of green ground, right. like right. You know, early stage shoots yeah. coming up there that yep. we don't really know all the answers to all the, all the questions that are out there. Right. And so it's really helpful to have people who have worn a bunch of different hats and can try different things and say, well, this didn't work so well. Maybe we try this other thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remain yeah. flexible. Now, is that going to look the same for you know the head of design for Coca-Cola? Probably not. I That's totally a brand agree. that needs to remain yep. quite resolute because if it doesn't, well, right. we've seen what right. happens when you know you go off off, off uh, right right off, off that way. So. Yeah. I think context is really important. Yes. So, so instead of me trying to go and get, you know, head of like, there were jobs like, you know, head of design at Expedia and head of design at all these companies. I'm like, no, that's, yeah. that's, you're choosing the wrong conversation. Yeah. This is not the guy. Exactly. You're I not, need you're to be in an environment that's, that is flexible, that is a lot of ambiguity because yeah. that's where the generalist is going to be very, very useful. And I'm going to be able to, mold with that thing so right. that, i think that's important you know know what where you like one of my buddies dave cancel so he created a bunch of companies one mm. of which he's you know he was sold to hubspot and then he created mm. this company called drift which i think we're all familiar with mm. and you know did really well on that and he's like look i'm a zero to one guy like mm. i i am really good at that point between 
here's the thing that hasn't got any identity, yeah. is very, very undefined, very ambiguous, and now it looks like something. Right. That's the space. Right. But beyond that, he kind of starts to lose interest. And he's like, it's well, yep. I prefer to do the other yep. thing. Yep. And I think it's really important for people. He's like, you know, same as pick the T-shirt that represents yeah, yeah. your personality. Don't don't come to work pretending that you're yeah. going to do something else. Yep, hundred percent. I think that's. I think that is super smart. I think it it does. It is a function of just like, you know, learning who you are to your to the example of your son. You know, like there's he's trying on lots of hats. He's trying to experiment with like how he wants to see himself and where he thinks he fits in. And in in time, like he'll probably still remain flexible in a lot of ways, but it'll also start to like groove towards a thing that feels like a better fit and, you know, start to self-select into things. And I think that there's a lot of hiring, employment, job dynamics that are old school and institutionalized. And they try to like take agency out of the process. There's a lot of like forces beyond everyone's control that makes sometimes that, that, job seeking also like our parents generation right 100 so you learned a, how to do something you went to school you got yeah. a degree you did a thing exactly. and you stay doing that thing that doesn't really exist anymore plus we're living much longer we're working much longer we're probably yeah. gonna work i doubt my kids will have any kind of a retirement plan i doubt right. it at all right. yeah. so they've got to be able to reinvent themselves reinventing is a hard word it's because it feels so like oh my god i gotta yeah. stop from scratch but you know, slowly evolve and slowly adapt to these environments yep. and do different things. Like the stuff that I was doing 20 years ago doesn't even exist. doesn't exist right. at all. Right. And so, yeah. you know, Reese used to say this thing when people asked him, I mean, he was 10 years old when he said this. I can't even believe it. But first time he ever said it was somebody asked him what he wanted to be when he grew up. And he said, mm-hmm. how will I possibly know that? The things that I'm going to be working on mm-hmm. when I'm your age haven't even been invented yet. Oh, that's, yeah. And I, that's like, I, I should get that tattoo. It's like, it took I'm me 20 years under that realization than it took Reese. It took me yeah. to get that through me when I started to realize. Us, right? Because we're all living in the shadow of our parents' yeah. generation. I'm like, oh, do this and everything will work out for you. Like, yeah. if my, my, you know, my parents in law have to tell me one more time, like, oh, no, like, you know, it's easy. You just have to buy a house and, you know, then you keep that house and then it, like, you know, quadruples in value over the space of like, you know, 10 years and then you set it and you do it again. I'm like, what did you pay for your house? Oh, we paid like, you know, 10 grand and a bag yeah. of, of, you know, lemons. I'm like, <laughs> the fuck? That yeah. doesn't exist anymore. Like, that's not available anymore. Yeah. 100%. Anyway, so, we get, this this is a good conversation, but I got to run. Yeah. All right, man. Enjoy the rest of your day. Always a pleasure. Yeah, you too. Thanks, All man. Right, Ciao. Later.